0: Our text is from Philippians 2, verses 5 through 8. This is the living word of God. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. You know, all of that, when I read that, it's frankly so amazing to me, uh, that and to all of us, uh, that it will take us an eternity, really, to grasp it. Uh, But especially to me, when I read, it says, he humbled himself. And when you think about it, he humbled himself. That the Almighty God, who is holy and omniscient and glorious, would humble himself to become a man And to suffer in such a way as he did for us, for me, it makes me fear him and love him. And we're reminded this morning of the humiliation of Christ in the shorter catechism, which is on page 8. And it says, Christ's humiliation consisted in his being born, and that in a low condition, made under the law, undergoing the miseries of this life, the wrath of God, and the cursed death of the cross, in being buried and continuing under the power of death for a time. And one part of the Nicene Creed, which we'll recite uh, together this morning, is also about the humiliation of the Lord. It says, Who, for us and for our salvation, came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. The Shorter Catechism, uh, there's a few points there. I'd just like to point out a little bit. The Shorter Catechism uh, first of all, it says that he was born and that in a low condition, meaning that he took on flesh. He became a human, fully human, and he came in the likeness of men, never relinquishing in any way uh, his divine power and authority. And Calvin stated it this way, he suffered his divinity to be concealed under a veil of flesh. And not only that, it says he was born in a very low condition. He was born in a very humble situation, as you all know, Even for those days, that was a very humble situation. And he made himself of no reputation. And he had no great comfort or richness like the kings of the earth. Uh, Then he was made under the law. Galatians 4 says, but when the fullness of the time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law. And he kept the law perfectly as no one else could. And uh, that part of his humility is sometimes called his active obedience. And then he underwent the miseries of this life. He lived with sinful people around him. He suffered physically. He was tired. He he was hungry. He got thirsty. He worked uh, very hard, probably, with his father. He labored uh, there. He grieved and he wept over our sin. And he took the form of a bondservant. The Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And then it says he bore the wrath of God. He took all the righteous wrath and anger of God upon himself, and he did so through the cursed death of the cross. Cursed is everyone who hangs on a cross. And finally, he suffered on the cross, and he was buried or he was entombed for three days. You know, in all these ways, our loving prophet, priest, and king showed us what meekness is. What is meekness? And what is true humility? You know, meekness is controlled strength, and, and humility is to the obedience of the will of God. God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, brothers and sisters... Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Our Lord humbled himself, and he's now exalted at the right hand of the Father. And we want to now come humbly to receive the bread and the wine, this means of grace instituted by the Lord before his death, and to remember his broken body and his shed blood for us, his humiliation for us. And before we recite recite the Nicene Creed together, I'd like to prepare us a little more by reading a section of a prayer from uh, the Valley of Vision, which describes how the humiliation of the Lord on the cross uh, impacted us, and, and should be still impacting us. This is a prayer to our Father in Heaven. At the cross, grace removed my burden and heaps, it, heaps them on thy son, made a transgressor, a curse, a sin for me. There the sword of thy justice smote the man, thy fellow. There thy infinite attributes were magnified and infinite atonement made. There infinite punishment was due and infinite punishment was endured. Christ was all anguish that I might be all joy, cast off that I might be brought in, trodden down as an enemy that I might be welcomed as a friend, surrendered to hell's worst, that I might attain heaven's best. Stripped, that I might be clothed. Wounded, that I might be healed. A thirst, that I might drink. Tormented, that I might be comforted. Made a shame, that I might inherit glory. Entered darkness, that I might have eternal light. My Savior wept, that all tears might be wiped from my eyes. Groaned, that I might have endless song. Endured all pain, that I might have unfading health bore a thorny crown, that I might have a glory diadem, bowed his head, that I might uplift mine, experienced reproach, that I might receive welcome, closed his eyes in death, that I might gaze on unclouded brightness, expired, that I might live forever, amen. And we are witnessing, dear brothers and sisters, through this service, and as we recite the Nicene Creed, that we believe in the substitutionary death of Jesus Christ on the cross for us so brothers and sisters in Christ let's declare what we believe together I believe in one God the Father almighty maker of heaven and earth and of all things visible and invisible and in one Lord Jesus Christ the only begotten Son of God begotten of the Father before all worlds God of God And the third day he rose again, according to the scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sits on the right hand of the Father, and he shall come again with glory to judge the living and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshiped and glorified who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic Church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we exalt you as the true and living God. You alone are God almighty and holy, and we worship you As we come to the table of the Lord, we praise you, Heavenly Father, for sending your only begotten Son, our Redeemer. We praise you, our Lord Jesus Christ, you who are the resurrection and the life, who humbled yourself for the work of our redemption and salvation on the cross. We praise you for the glory and power of your resurrection. And we praise you, Father and Son, for sending your Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who applied salvation to our hearts. You have commanded that your church remember and proclaim and rejoice in the gospel of grace in Jesus Christ until he comes, whose body was broken for us and whose blood was shed for us, and who rose in victory over sin and death. We do humble ourselves now joyfully to the triune God, and we pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior.